Welcome to Master Your Mansion, where we help you keep your money in your wallet and your family out of the hospital. Heidi Hansen, the guest today. Hello. She's all dressed up warm. She's got the coat on. She's got the pants on. She's she's warm. He's and I'm sitting here with me. shorts and a t-shirt. We're in the man cave basement studio. I th- it's probably, what, 65 degrees in here. I think it's awesome. And I like to keep warm. I'm all cuddled up in my raincoat. And Garth is in his summer clothing. So let's, speaking of keeping warm, let's talk about uh, keeping cool, should we? All right, let's do it. In the last segment, we talked about swamp coolers and why they suck. And the argument is that while swampers are less expensive, at least in the utility department, they can suck up a lot of money in other ways. They sure can. Hospital bills. Time consumption and safety. Safety. Yeah. So let's say that as a result of the discussion that you and I had about swamp coolers, a person decides to go with a central air unit. So let's say that you are Heidi and you just decided to <laughs> spring this uh, this compressor onto your husband. He comes home in his four-wheeler from a long hunting trip. He said compressor, but... Condenser. Condenser. So we've got this unit outside and now we're thinking, hey, this is awesome, but I don't know anything about it. And so maybe that's the reason why they're listening to this. They're thinking, okay, here's this AC unit, the condenser outside, and... We know that there's a $10, $10,000 rule associated with everything, and there is going to be a set of rules associated with this AC unit. So we're going to go down that road. All right. We won't worry about the rules of whether or not your marriage can handle the stress of <laughs> pulling rank. That, that will be for a <laughs> relationship for podcast that you do. Relationship. So one of the things you want to know before that unit ever gets planted in your backyard is the tonnage. And, you know, a rule of thumb for home inspectors, and this is a very generic rule of thumb, and it can change based on your climate. But if you're not in southern Florida or northern Montana, uh, your tonnage is, as a rule of thumb, you get about six to 700 square feet per ton. And then if you've got a basement, you don't include that. Right. Let's do this. Let's go with a two-story. So we got 1,000 on the main floor, we got 1,000 upstairs, and we got 1,000 in the basement. So 3,000 total. Right. Okay. Basement is below grade in this house, so it doesn't have to be cooled. Okay. We don't have a walkout basement that faces west. You know, the exception to this might be, for example, if the basement actually has full sun. Walkout basement with nice and sun. Ooh, I love those. Yeah, so if you've got that, then what I'm about to give you kind of goes away. But again, we're talking general rules of thumb. So So you're saying anything below grade, typically I mean, it's still, and the cooling is still getting pumped into there, though, if you have the vents in the home. But so, so then you've got to. It's usually about ten degrees cooler. We have that. Some vents. We have that going on in my house. My kids love it because it's ten degrees cooler for them downstairs. Yeah, and actually, uh, based on my inspections, even with AC, sometimes if it's not done well, you can have eight degree differentials between the three levels. So you'd have, for example, it'd be eighty on the main level, 72, or 80 on the upper level, 72 on the main level, and, and 64 on the, the basement. That's about right. And so that just kind of happens because warm air rises. But uh, going back to this uh, two-story with, again, we've got a 1,000 square feet on the second story, 1,000 square feet on the main level, and 1,000 square feet in the basement. So we don't have to cool the basement. So we've got 2,000 square feet that needs to be cooled. Right you're going to need a three-ton unit. 
divide 2,000 by 6 or 700, and you're going to get a 3. So where did you come up with the 6 or 700? Like, how, what is the formula so that if someone had, say, a 3,000-square-foot area that they need? We know we're talking about a 3,000-square-foot house here, so maybe we better not confuse them because we're not counting the, the lower 1,000. Say the home was 4,000 square feet total that needed to be cooled. What would be the formula? So you'd go 4,000 divided by 700 is going to so be... So it's always by 700. Right. No matter what the size of square footage it is. Rule of thumb. Okay. I know when I was getting mine, they warned me that they thought I was getting a little bit too powerful of a unit. They said it can actually freeze up, that you don't want to you don't want to get too big of a unit or it will actually freeze up um, be too much. I'm going to say Nick's on that one. It can be nice to get a little bit more powerful unit than you need. You know, if it if it overpowers your furnace, then perhaps. Well, and that's what I I actually went with the bigger one because I had a lot of kids coming in and out of the door and teenagers, and so I knew that our door would be opening a lot. And so I said, no, trust me, we want the more powerful <laughs> choice. Yeah. If we're on the borderline, we'll give me the bigger one. So yeah, if you've got four thousand square feet, you just make that division. But that is only again a rule of thumb. You're going to want to ask your HVAC guy that puts it in, you know, how big is it? And then you can verify that yourself. Mm. No, but I think it's good that you're giving everybody a general idea because everybody's always like, well, are they just trying to talk me into a bigger unit or right. can I go cheaper or should I go cheaper or... Yeah, and just be aware that, that HVAC guys like electricians, like plumbers, like home inspectors, like roofers, half of them belong in jail. And they all have their own opinions too, so... Yeah, so you need to go to with somebody that you trust. Get a few opinions maybe even. So you've got the tonnage covered. You're going to want to keep that central air unit in good condition. So... What you're going to want to do is the inspection for that would be to look for corrosion, to take a look at the fins, to look for soil piling up around the base of the unit, and you're going to want to look at the base or the platform. So corrosion can happen. I can't tell you as a home inspector how many times I see sprinklers that just soak that AC unit every day. What about what about the rain, though, that just gets in there by nature, and then you've got a little bit of rust on those fins, you know? Right, and the rain, they're designed for rain. Okay. They can handle rain. But if they're being routinely soaked by the sprinkler system... That's a little bit more than they can handle. Yeah, that's that's not cool, and you just need to adjust the sprinkler system. Mm. You know, and one of the primary phrases that HVAC guys will use is that everything associated with an HVAC system, heating, venting, and air conditioning, furnace and okay. AC unit... Okay, yes. ...is that everything about it is all about airflow. So you've got to have airflow through the furnace. You've got to airflow from the cold air return into the furnace. you know. And you've got to have airflow, if we're talking about AC, you've got to have airflow through that AC unit. And so if there is something either blocking the intake or the outgo of the AC unit, your bills are going to go up and your unit's going to age. Hmm. So where's the intake? Are you talking about the... So those like fins the are the intake. intake. Oh, okay. But yeah. what about the air intake vents in different rooms because you know honestly i have a hard time with that the i know we're supposed to leave them free but there's the furniture arranging issues you know what i mean yeah. sometimes if you've got a cold air return those need to have you know a couple of inches of, of space so they can flow air in your heat registers you know the air outgo mm -hmm. that's actually into the room right is going to be you know a little bit more forgiving if there are other vents open okay 
yeah, you got that covered. But then outside at the AC unit, what I will often see is, for example, there's construction dust, there's dog hair, there's, you know, if you've got cottonwood trees in the area, all that cottonwood gets sucked into the fins and it just blocks off any airflow that might have once happened through those fins. Can you see it just by looking in? I mean, if you peek into your AC unit and you're seeing not a lot of debris or anything in there, are you good to go? And it's not actually inside the guts of the unit. It, the fins are on the outside. And so if you were to take, how tall is your is your puppy? Do you have a dog, Heidi? Um, no, but I have had in the past. Okay. So Maybe um, I need to get one, though, now that, you know. Just take the same eye-level view that uh, your dog has, and now you're looking at the fins. You know, you're up 12 inches or so off of the ground, and now you're looking at the fins. Well, my puppy was 24 inches or more, so. There you go. <laughs> he was a big puppy. <laughs> so uh, we're taking, yeah, we're taking that viewpoint, and now you're looking at the fins. Okay. We're from, you know, we're standing on grass looking at the so AC So crouch unit. down and peek in. Yeah. And you'll be able to see if there's dirt or if there's cotton or whatever. Sometimes kids will actually run their fingers along those fins, and as they do so, they'll bend those over, and that damages them. Well, when you say fins, okay, I have looked in my AC unit, Mm -hmm. and it consists of a box that has, like, vented. It looks like a vent almost all around the outside. Right. And then when I look in, it looks like, like a boat prop. That's what the fins look like to me. Okay. Yeah, you're thinking of the boat prop as the fan. Okay, so that's not the fins. No, the fins are actually facing the the at least three faces on the exterior. Okay, so the part that I'm calling the grate or the vent is actually the fins. Right. right. Okay, okay. And the, the one thing I had had is um, Morning Glory. I think I mentioned that before Ooh, yeah. one time. Morning Glory likes to climb up my fins, so yeah, yeah. I have to clear that off every now and then. Yeah, Morning Glory is another one of the... Villains associated with uh, with having those fins not be very workable. Sometimes you'll get foliage, you know, you get plants or flowers or whatever that block those fins, mm. and then no bueno. Yeah, it gets a lot more expensive, and it's going to aid your condenser. Okay. So don't do that. So as you're looking at the exterior, you want to look for that, and then the fix for that is if you know that the unit is going to be off. You know, you want to go ahead and turn it off, make sure nobody's going to turn this on while you're doing it. But if you know that it's going to be off, you can uh, go get a hose and just spray the fins off. Hmm. If you're not quite so sure, then you can do it with a uh, shop vac. And that's still good, but a little bit less effective. And if you touch the fins, you might be damaging them. Do you have to worry about the water getting there inside to the fan part? No, not really, because, again, it's designed for rain. Okay. Or, if you're uncomfortable doing that, you can call an HVAC guy. But, you know, you need to do, you know, the hose thing. I talked to one HVAC guy who says he does it every time he barbecues. Really? And, you know, that when he barbecues, that's just his reminder to go spray the right. pins out. It's kind of like just a little So he will do it, I'm him. guessing, you know, three or four times a year, where some of the rest of us, I'm thinking once every four years isn't going to happen. So I've got a question for you. Some people you see cover these up in the winter. Does that even matter if they're designed for rain? Or it they really doesn't. Yeah, you know, the, yeah. They'll uh, they'll put a swamp cooler cover on it, mm-hmm. and that is totally unnecessary. The purpose for the canvas swamp cooler covers is to reduce the amount of draft through the swamp cooler vent. I see. And there is no draft from a central air unit. Mm. What you do need to do is you need to protect that central air unit from icicles. Oh. 
you know, obviously a 30-pound uh, icicle falling like a spear directly onto <laughs> the surface of the central air unit is going to be a problem. But the fix for that, you know, I've seen people actually go with a piece of wood, for example. And just set that on top of the unit. But that's not the right fix. The right fix is to make sure that your rain gutter system is there and functional and that it actually drains the water that goes into there mm. rather than better not to have icicles in the first place is, right. is what I'm getting to. Right. Ice melting tape, drainage system, all those sorts of things. But if you have those and you haven't repaired your gutter system yet... <laughs> Maybe you should just throw a piece of wood on there and tell you. Then you can redneck it with some redneck with, it. with some wood. Redneck it, baby. Yeah, I can get <laughs> that away a, with that. That is a ten dollar fix. It is a ten dollar <laughs> fix, and it is <laughs> much be less a little redneck, but it's it's ten dollar fix. Yeah, hey, I, I'm a redneck. All so. right, I want my rain gutter fixed. I'm the crybaby about my rain gutters. There They're you not go. In good condition. And you want to take a look at your soil pile up around, you know, if you've got soil in direct contact with the metal at the base, that's going to be rusting that unit out. And that's really painful Wait, to have to... Wait, you say direct soil. They told me it was best to put it on sand. I had I actually put mine in my kid's sandbox. By that time, I didn't have kids that wanted hmm. to play there anymore. And they said, oh, sand is perfect. If you've got the platform on sand and the AC unit on the platform, mm -hmm. you're good. Okay. So long as the base of the AC unit is not directly touching sand or soil or whatever. Okay, yeah, I think they put a platform on there, but they said it would be good because of the sinking and the just whatever. It would just keep it more stable. Yeah, we need to have, you know, they have plastic platforms. You can do concrete, but uh, the bottom line is if you've got sand or soil or sediment of whatever variety there and it's wet, it's going to rust out the base of your unit. You're going to be replacing that unit not because the guts are done, but because the base is done. And that's mm, annoying. For sure. Efficiency. Money. We talked about this. You've got the morning glory, the fins. If you want to actually keep your bill down. Now, if you're Heidi and you got so much money that you just need to find ways to get rid of it yeah, from mean, time to time, I then mean, it's, feel free to, uh, to it's tough ignore. To have, it's tough to have so much surplus that you just yeah. want to throw it in every direction. If that's not you and you want to actually keep your money in your wallet then you're going to want to make sure that you've got no weeds there. You want to make sure the fins are in good shape, bushes away. If you've got blockages above, I, I've actually seen where the fins were in good shape, but somebody left that redneck block on top of the unit. Hanging over the top of it, kind of. And so, Protruding yeah. out, all four sides with the rugged, ragged edges. Yeah, a piece of plywood, I think it was about four by four, and it was August, and that piece of plywood was still there. <laughs> they forgot to take it off. Uh -huh. That's the problem with redneck solutions. They sometimes <laughs> become permanent solutions. <laughs> permanent problems. Right, there you go. And then you're going to want to take a look at the coolant lines. If they are freezing up, if you're seeing ice and or snow and or maybe dripping beneath those coolant lines, you're going to make sure that they have this black insulation on them. But if you see water beneath those, then you need to go a little further. And so you don't want icicles hanging from your coolant lines? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and sometimes you'll see, you know, this frost that is right next to your AC unit. And that could mean a couple of things, but they're all bad. They're and all bad? They're all what bad. What does that mean, the frost next to it? could mean that the system is blocked for whatever reason or that you don't have enough coolant, which means you've got a leak. Ooh. It basically means it's time to call an HVAC guy. Okay. How important is it to get those regularly checked out? 
Well, I guess uh, the answer to that is how important is it for you to keep your money in your wallet? Is it, is it pretty essential, though? I mean, I, I, most of the stuff you're talking about, I feel like I can do myself. Right. How important is it that I call a professional? I mean, you're, you're obviously a professional, and you obviously don't want to give bad advice because no somebody might sue you, but, but how, how important is that? How could, let me just put it this way, uh, going against your best advice, could I get away with not calling a professional uh, you can always get away with it. I go back to an inspection I did. I've talked about this one before. The guy w- had to have been a super genius. He was buying and selling businesses, and his home alone was probably $8 million. And then he had this other uh, garage that was kind of buried, and, and that just the garage was a couple thousand square feet. Oh, wow. You know, his, his yard was insanely amazing. This guy, you know, I, I felt awed by his awesomeness. Yes. And so then I go into his furnace room, and his furnace was horrible. And he says, oh, wow, you found that. I couldn't figure out where it was. It it had been five years since, at least, since he had changed his furnace filter. He didn't know where his furnace was? Yeah. His house was too big. Didn't know where his furnace filter was. (laughs) Oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) So he could probably afford the loss, but, you know, it's He hadn't called a furnace guy in all those years. He hadn't called it's one of those things where if you know that you know what you're doing, then great, go ahead and do your thing. But at some point, you know, I'm going to say, I'm going to throw a number out there and say every five years, no matter how good you are, you still probably ought to have the HVAC guy come out. All right. That's a good, that's good advice. And the, we all have our, we all have our unique problems with having people come out. You know, I think a rich guy like that, he probably just didn't like the invasion of his privacy. I mean, you invite somebody into your home, you have to worry if they're going to go back and tell their buddies how much you're worth and yeah. what they're going to steal from you. I mean, it's not because that he can't afford the visit. It's that he has to think of the other risks associated with having someone come in his home. Yeah, I'm thinking it just wasn't on his radar that there was a furnace filter issue that he had to take care of. Maybe his wealth didn't come from the furnace industry. <laughs> yes. Maybe. Yeah, I'm thinking he had another skill set that made his money. And uh-huh. the reason why I bring that up is we all have a set of things that we know, whether that's how to be a good mom or whether it's how to be a good web programmer, but that doesn't necessarily mean that we know everything about everything. <laughs> another thing you want to take a look at on your central air unit here is functionality itself. Now, you know, at the risk of being obvious, it's got to actually cool. I've seen a couple of homes recently where they just turned the fan to on rather than auto. And they didn't realize the AC wasn't actually on. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I know what you're talking about. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. One recently, like a few days ago, was in, you know, grandma's house and grandma had died and they were selling it. And they just had this fan on on and they thought the AC was working. And it wasn't cool. You know, you know if your AC does freeze up and stop working, that actually is the solution. You just turn the fan on for a while. Yeah. I'm thinking the solution is call the HVAC guy and have him fix the reason why it is freezing up. But you're right. The temporary fix is, is exactly that. Let's say that, you know, if you've got the fins that are clean, you've got a furnace filter in there that has been changed within the last decade, and the unit is sized adequately, and you've got enough coolant in there, yeah, you should be able to get it well down there. Okay, good to know. Okay, another thing you're going to want to look at with central air is you're going to want to uh, take a look at the interface to the house. And well, basically what that means is you've got two coolant lines that go from the central air condenser into the furnace. One of them's about one inch in diameter and the other one's about a quarter inch in diameter. Hmm. They should have you know some insulation on them. Let's say that you've got maybe a two inch diameter hole through your house 
through which you've got this one inch and the, the one quarter inch diameter lines. So now you've got a gap through that larger hole where mice can get in. Right. Or so we're, we're always going back to that, aren't we? Yeah. That needs to be sealed so that you're not getting critters in there. That's a very common way for critters to get into the house. Probably the mm. most common. That one, and if you got maybe siding, you'll have that mouse elevator that is the corner bead on the siding. But yes, we've, we've talked about we've that in down the that siding. Road. So with the sealing of that, is that are we talking steel wool again, or are we talking silicone? Or St- I mean, I've seen silicone. I'm push. thinking yes and yes. Steel yes wool is yes. awesome. Okay. Silicone around it. You know, steel wool is going to be a very good solution as long as it remains in place. Right, because it actually can rust and deteriorate, and the mice can actually push it out of the way if it starts to do that. Or the wind and rain, or little Johnny, or whatever. So steel wool is good. You just want to make sure that it stays there. All right, more information at MasterYourMansion.com. We've got a page there just for central air and swamp coolers where you can discuss with others about the successes and failures of all of the above. We've got a place there where you can discuss, and we'll do the next segment on personal stories and reasons why you might want to reconsider if you've got that swamp cooler on your radar. More information at MasterYourMansion.com, and finally, and as always, be yourself. Everybody else, they're all taken. <laughs>